Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. Wasn't the first deal they built, I bet. No, no. I think the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. And welcome to this week's episode of NWP Season 2, Season 7, Episode 2. We're starting off strong already, but what is not number two is me. I beat your favorite podcaster because Denny Hamlin beat your favorite driver. 
Oh, cringe, cringe, what are cringe, we in, like cringe. 30 seconds in, Danny, Danny's already got too big hey, of a head. How is this I, happening? I get to hold on to this for two weeks. I've got to cherish this moment. In fact, hold on. I got to do this. <laughs> he's putting oh. up the points already. He's got like a WWE intro. <laughs> I, I oh, oh my God. <laughs> I've held been the waiting a long time. Hey, put the one up. Put the one up. Acknowledge me. I am Danny P. The acknowledge, host. acknowledge number one. <laughs> okay, but for real, uh, Denny Hamlin gets the win, and uh, we got to get straight into this week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun here, guys. Uh, the Clash of the Coliseum. Uh, we all called it last week. The weather was going to be an issue. And NASCAR did the right thing. I, I said it in my video before the race. Uh, it was the right call. They took the best interest of everyone involved, from the from the fans to the people running the org, from people organizing the race to the teams who were there at the race. Because, uh, granted, uh, I have a lot of uh, close coworkers who are in the Southern California area, been have a lot of my thoughts during this week, and from what I can tell, it, they were all okay. But it was expected to be uh, life threatening rains in parts of Southern California, so. Guys, I think they made the right call here. Uh, Eric, what, what are your thoughts on how this all went down this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's un, it was unfortunate that it came down to this. I think NASCAR man's tweet Friday or Saturday said it best. It was, you know, NASCAR's two big showcase events, Chicago, Clash, both threatened by uh, life-threatening or both affected by life-threatening flooding in the same, you know, 12-month span. That's absurd. What are the odds, of course? Um, but, I, yeah, considering they had few, there's really no good decision. I think this is the best they could do. Um, we saw plenty of videos and clips of the L.A. area flooding on monday even into tuesday still water and rain consistently so the odds of them getting this race in were extremely low saturday night was about the only chance they had remember this is a temporary track from what i heard they needed to start tearing it down by today so <laughs> if they couldn't erase monday or tuesday they would have been in real, real trouble. And it's an exhibition that pays a third of what a normal NASCAR race pays. Yeah, It just wasn't worth it to stay out on the West Coast those extra few days. So um, it stinks for a lot of fans, I'm sure, who traveled there, fans who were wanting to watch on TV on Sunday and didn't know about the last minute change. But it was, you know, the best they could do in a very, you know, unfortunate situation. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, me and Eric, we were there couple of years ago the first year they had this and and it was a it was a unique experience getting to be there and experience all that i can't imagine what it would have been like uh had that have happened when when we were there because i want to say i think we i think we flew in the day before that happened me and claudia did so we would have really been rushing had someone been like we were that for that trip yeah, I was at Disneyland, I think, the day before the race. So I could have cut my trip short, you know, jumped out a line of, of Thunder Mountain and hauled my ass over there, but it would have been <laughs> unpleasant for to say the least. Yeah, I think I, I, I was at home, but I, that was back when I lived up north. And I think I was like doing errands all day right before all that stuff happened. So I probably would have found out from one of you guys. And that's mm -hmm. actually how I found out. I like was going on YouTube shorts, um, just flipping through it after I'd gotten a workout done. And I'm like, why the hell does Darian have his stream up a day early? What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Like, oh, I, that's I didn't know because I had all my notifications off. I was like uh -huh. enjoying the day for the most part. And I'm I just see like that stream and it and it and and the, I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. But wait, 
that's today's date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and uh, me and Claudia was doing the same thing. I, I got Saturday was just going to be a chill day. I, I got up that morning. I went and filmed the content for the train channel I have. And then we went to um, uh, we went to a mall and did some shopping. We looked at a few things. We was getting a uh, washer and dryer delivered this weekend. And then and all of a sudden the news started breaking out. I was like, hmm. Should I make a video about this? Because I bet there's some people that are just living their life and don't know about this. And if they get a notification on YouTube that says, hey, Danny B says the race happened, they might make a might get a, few, a handful of more eyes on the race at least. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I love the YouTube uh, YouTube post saying like, hey, the race is today. And just everyone's like, what, 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 what? You know, but hey, but, you know, props to NASCAR for making this decision. You know, it's very unlikely, you know, and and also shout out to um to uh to the race winner, Denny Hamlin, for really winning on and off the track it seems like he's really like you know taking the role as you know the leader of the uh, garage area you know speaking for all the uh, um the drivers well yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. funny I, I told these guys it's like before the race started it's like i really like my denny hamlin pick then when he started falling back i was like i really hate my denny hamlin pick <laughs> and then right at the end i really like my denny hamlin pick yeah, but hey, I'm glad he delivered though, because you can't just tweet something like that and not deliver. Like, oh, we can, and then just like not race for two or three days. <laughs> like that. Oh, would oh yeah, because he was the one who even got it all started in the first place. Yeah. Like, it was like, hey, we might be racing. Yeah, that's how I found out. And he said something on his podcast that like he found out like probably 15 minutes before everybody else did. And I'm like, ooh, a little ooh. extra special advantage so there. He really is the leader. <laughs> he really is the leader then. <laughs> yeah, I don't this, know how he found out, but this isn't really related to it. But I know the Netflix crew was at NASCAR Media Day doing some stuff. I really hope that they've been working on season two early because that whole weekend would be a great episode mm-hmm. in and of itself. Man, where do we start? Where do we start? I mean, well, we've already started with it being pushed back, you know, pushed back um, a day. But um, damn, just a lot of stuff was going on in this race. But really, um, um, the first thing I want to talk about, really, the racing product, like racing wise. This was the best L.A. class racing wise, in my opinion. Not a whole lot of cautions in the very beginning. Um, a very long green flag run actually set the longest green flag run for uh, the clash, I, I believe. Um, so, you know, I was watching it on my stream and, you know, like, yeah, there were times where, you know, they were just like, yeah, you know, just single file. But, hey, I mean, like, you know, what can you do? I mean, in order to pass here, you um you uh, typically have to bump somebody out of the way. But, you know, like there was some beating and banging and uh yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, so I thought the racing product overall was the best out of the uh, three years we've uh, been what, at the uh, Coliseum. What I thought was interesting with watching the restarts, especially, is that it seemed like whoever was the leader, uh, and, and granted, Denny at the end of it had a tire rub, the whole smoking the whole time. I don't know how he's able to hold on to it there, really. But no matter who the leader was, some tracks, you know, get a restart, leader gets out in some clean air, and they're pretty much gone. We've even seen that before. It's a clash. This one, it just felt like, Okay, if you give second place a chance, they're going to come right into your bumper, it felt like, and usually end up like pushing them out of the way, it felt like, every every single restart, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. It's like, okay, it's not guaranteed that you can just get away with the lead and take and keep it there. So I thought that was kind of refreshing to see a little bit with this race. Yeah. I thought it was easily the best 
yeah, race of the clash at the Coliseum so far, which is why I was shocked by the amount of negativity I saw on social media, not yeah. to spoil it, but our poll, the famous iceberg poll, surprisingly negative. Jeff Gluck's was it a good race, surprisingly negative. And I understand a lot of negative circumstances surrounding the event could have clouded some of the votes. But if we're just judging the racing product itself, that was one of the best short track races of the next gen era, mm -hmm. which maybe says something about the car and the current state of short track <laughs> racing. But it was all around a good race some long runs a few spins three or four sets of drivers pissed off at each other by the end whether fox chose to show it or not you know you knew it was out there uh, i just thought it was great i thought it was great you could pass cleanly but you also saw plenty of you know fairly respectable bump and runs that you know fans fans love to see i think yeah. for me that was honestly the i think it was the most um aggravating part was each year, I thought racing-wise, and I, I'm taking away the wrecks, I'm taking away, uh, you know, the the circumstances, all of that. I thought the first year, take it or leave it, good for what it was. I thought last year when they weren't wrecking, the racing actually was a lot better, and this year it was better. But then it gets moved, and probably over half the audience that would have seen it wasn't there. That that's the part that like so infuriating about it is it got better i think it got better each year but dumb circumstances uh got in the way of it being as successful as it could have been also um this isn't related to like the actual race race but um since it got rained out uh they couldn't bring out lightning mcqueen for a pit stop they were gonna do a pit stop for lightning mcqueen on that on 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 sunday oh uh, well lightning mcqueen wasn't the only celebrity who didn't come to the race so <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least, yeah. He, at least he canceled well ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the funny I, part I, is, I, Jay, but, oh, but to be but to be fair, if he was contracted for Sunday, there really wasn't a reason for him to be there Saturday if he wasn't going to be. Well, yeah, just, it, Machine Gun Kelly gets a lot of hate already, justified or not. Uh, the last thing he needed to do is give the haters a shot of him entertaining a stadium that was maybe a <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. That would have not been a good look. That would. I, I, I could see. I could see all the tweets now. Average Machine Gun Kelly content. Like, yeah, like, 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 no, no, like even people who don't even watch racing would have used that and just memed it you know to hell and back too you know for sure but i found it funny because i found out from jared during my stream like oh he's not performing and then everyone in the chat is just like yay <laughs> and then I, I, I guess apparently they were cheering at the uh, racetrack too <laughs> i think i think i tweeted the uh the top gear gif oh no anyways <laughs> yeah it's just one of those deals like i but the um i think it sucks though personally just because like like I just wanted to see what it would be like at a NASCAR race, you know, but hey, you know, I guess we'll never know. I, I will uh, admit I was kind of like, I was curious. I was yeah, curious yeah. to see the reaction. See that, and that's another thing. I, I, I'm glad that what they did, I'm not upset with what they did in any way because it was the right move. I, I, I wish that they could do this with other races um, if needed. Uh, but I was so curious to see how many like times they would pan into the crowd and you just see old NASCAR fans like like just kind of standing there like what is this just shaking their head like wait, mm -hmm. wait, wait no that's that's when you sneak a camera guy to the outside to, like a concession stand how long how long's the line right now <laughs> uh, man. but yep I, I guess we'll never know so um yeah, if you want to see a, uh, a a Machine Gun Kelly concert either go see one in person or Go on the internet and watch it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I saw one question Jared had put in there was, is this a new 
precedent or was it a one-off and i'm gonna go with a one-off on this one and i'll I'll leave a poll here for you guys but my thoughts is like okay my take after the race what yeah paul uh it, it was this this felt like a COVID race to me in the sense that we didn't know what to expect and all of a sudden there was just running the running with the punches and we just somehow got it in that's what it felt like to me just there was fans there this time uh but I don't know what was your all thoughts on on that part of it. That's a good way to describe it. It was like I was at the store, like you guys started seeing Twitter blow up first with Hamlin, then others that oh the race is happening tonight, and I'm like, well, good thing I'd kind of you know like Fox, I'd already kind of blocked out the night to broadcast just to watch some racing, but didn't expect it to be the main event. So it definitely was. It, it was reminiscent of 2020 when things changed at the drop of the hat. Uh, I don't see this being a common precedent. Like I said earlier, this being a temporary track, also an exhibition race that doesn't really pay much and is ultimately a financial loss for pretty much every race team. Yeah, I think NASCAR was willing to, you know, sort of break their own uh, rule book or more or less, or, you know, just set a new press or do something unprecedented. I don't think we'd ever see this with a race at, say, Martinsville or Daytona or Talladega. I think the race would get pushed to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and they'd do it the way they always have. I just think Los Angeles, uh, and I think I heard also, maybe it was Gluck made this point, but the Grammys were in town at the same mm-hmm. time. So hotels were more expensive. <laughs> so teams were going to have to pay so much more to stay yeah. for the rest of the week that, you know, you don't have that problem in, you know, Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> there, you can you can afford an extra night in a hotel if you need to more times than not. Yeah. I as much as I would like this just for the aspect of just there's been so many times I've went to races that have been rained out or to the next day or we've been, you know, on and off, on and off, on and off. I, I wish they could, and I think that maybe they'll be more open to it in the future. You know, like, that is one thing, like, with the COVID changes, different things changed over time because of that and and changed for good during that. Uh, but I, yeah, I don't see it with permanent racetracks, too. I, I, think, I think the track having to be torn up was the main culprit to why they changed it that way. Yeah, yeah, I think the, Chicago's the only place it could happen again yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. way I could see this happening again is if there's like another major weather situation where like, hey, we have to race either, you know, now, like now or never type deal. It has to be like the, and I mean the last resort. That, that's a good point. Like say, God forbid, a hurricane is set to make landfall at Daytona Beach in September <laughs> and it's yep. supposed to hit Saturday night. At, you know, just if something like that where you're worried about, yeah. you know, emergency services, being able to get to the track, people's safety. Sure. In the case of a severe weather emergency, then, yeah, maybe it is. This is a new precedent, perhaps. Now I'm starting to change my answer. Yeah, <laughs> just a typical rainstorm, like what happened at Texas a few years ago where they pushed it to Wednesday. I think they would do that again. Well, um, but guys- if a natural disaster is on the ropes and this was like a record rainfall in Los Angeles this past exactly. weekend, then maybe this is a new precedent. That's fair. We can get the race in if we know a storm's coming. We just got to set the uh, controls, the dash settings, and we'll we'll, have, we'll get it in. You know, yeah. Set it to set it to dash settings, and you know, be only four laps. You're good. I will say this. I found it funny when I was looking up stuff for the video I was talking about this stuff with, where um, I looked up like. LA flooding in the news on YouTube. And the first video that comes up is a dude with a rope tied to the back of a Silverado driving through it. And the dude is surfing through the flood. <laughs> and I was like, life threatening my ass. Yeah, um, he's just living his I, best life. 
Hey, real, real talk. A, a lot of people that I know out in Southern California, I was texting the guy that I work with. I was like, hey, man, seeing the forecast out there, you guys uh, be safe. He's like, and he's like, what do I need to be safe about? Is there something I should be, something I should know about? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you live, you live in San Diego. There's like life threatening storms hitting Southern California. He's like, oh, right. I didn't even know. News <laughs> to everyone. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, but yeah, <laughs> something. Denny Hamlin wins and he beat your favorite driver. But one guy who did not get a taste of Cup Series victory lane is Ty Gibbs. He did Can get I, a t- good taste of Joey Logano, though. Look, may I, may I speak um, on this? Because on our stream, we were on board with him the entire time and we were just rooting for him. Like, hey, Ty Gibbs doing his thing, doing his thing. Then, of course, the chat's like, oh, he's going to jinx him again, blah, blah, blah. And of course, it didn't end up happening the way um, he wanted it uh, to go. Now, he surprised me though not um, not because he was uh, running up front, but he didn't bump Hamlin out of the way. That was shocking to me. I was like, for your first career win, and also just knowing Ty Gibbs, you know the way he um, races sometimes. I was just shocked that he didn't give Hamlin a little itty bitty bump, you know. Um, um, instead, he was uh, trying the um, the old uh, uh, crossover move there. So um, that was very shocking. But uh, to answer your poll question, Danny, um, do I see Ty Gibbs getting a win uh, this year based off of that performance? No. Here's why. Ooh. Traditionally, Ooh. traditionally, um, and this has been happening for a while, as y'all have seen for years. Usually, you know, it takes a while for, you know, these younger NASCAR drivers to get their first career win. You know, um, Kyle Larson took 99 starts. Chase Elliott took 99 starts and they became Cup Series champions. So I feel like that's the new standard. So I'm going to say no, but I feel like he'll come close and it'll be so painful. It'll be one of those painful, all oh, you know, losses. I'm I'm talking like um, uh, rivaling uh, uh, Casey Kane 04 type stuff yeah <laughs> that's an interesting point because i i can think of some agonizing losses for chase elliott before he finally broke through at watkins Glen in 2018 I, I don't know if ty gibbs goes down that path i have a feeling he will win a race this year but it's hard to take much of what we see at the coliseum and apply it anywhere else now i, I was impressed with ty I, I thought overall he ran a really good race i think he had the best pace especially over the course of a long run but you know he still has some learning to do he was racing champions most of this race he was surrounded by kyle bush Joey Logano, Kyle Larson, you know, then of course Denny Hamlin, who's who's not a champion, but is still very good, you know. And he was taken to school on a couple of those restarts, including that one with 10 to go where he washed up into Logano and left the door open for Hamlin. You know, it's a it's a unique track. So, you know, again, it's hard to take what we see here and apply it anywhere else, but we We've seen Ty Gibbs both show great poise uh, late in these races, like the Xfinity race at, I think, Road America last year, the year before. He beat mm-hmm. Kyle Larson straight up. I was really impressed. But at the same time, two years ago at Martinsville, he lost his head and wrecked his teammate. So you know, young drivers still going to have to learn that race craft. But what encouraged me, really, the second half of last season and at the Clash this week is his speed, his just raw pace. Like, he's got... He's got that feel, that natural feel for the car that guys like Kyle Larson have, that Jeff Gordon had. Not saying he's going to be as good as those two, but he's got the thing that's hardest to teach. You can teach racecraft. It's harder to teach just raw speed and pace, and he has that. I'm, at this point, just interested in how he's going to be against Joey Logano, though. <laughs> like, it's 
because I feel like those two are so similar, at least with how they yeah. drive, how brash and young they were when they started or are right now. And I, I feel like Joey Logano might be facing the anti-Joey Logano. Like, he is <laughs> in the position that Matt Kenseth was in in 2015. And I'll just say this. If, he, if I hear Joey Logano start complaining about these young drivers and not knowing how to do this or that, <laughs> I'm going to laugh so damn hard. Like, and I guarantee Matt Kenseth was probably somewhere rolling laughing at, at Joey Logano mm-hmm. getting pissed at a young driver, racing him hard. I can't wait. And only Joey Logano would make Ty Gibbs be, like, popular with the fans. And that's now you know how it feels. I, I love Joe, it. I love it. Has Joey Logano found a way to beef of literally every single driver from his former team at this point? <laughs> hey, I'll say this, though. That quote when Ty Gibbs said, I've seen it my whole life. Ooh, he, that literally, he literally Ooh, has. That hit deep. Exactly. That's why that hit so like, deep. Like Ooh. Ty Gibbs has literally watched Logano his whole life. He remembers when he started there in the Nationwide mm-hmm. Series, saw him leave, saw him become a rival to all of his uh, grandfather's drivers. Like even Logano's probably inside um, um inside his head. Um, even he was uh, probably like touche, uh, touche. <laughs> he had to self reflect and be like, you know what? Damn, I, yeah, well, he right. did kind of self reflect on his uh, show on Sirius later in the week, where he said, you know, I see a lot of myself in Ty. Like, you know, I wish I had handled some of those early controversies and rivalries a little differently. That's why he has tried in the past to reach out and mend things with Ty Gibbs. I, I just look at this and think that neither Ty Gibbs nor Joey Logano need this kind of uh, rivalry right now like ty gibbs is still a young guy trying to figure it out and he's he's still trying to rebuild his reputation the negative reputation he created for himself in the xfinity series i thought he did a pretty good job of of doing that last season you'd hate to throw it all away this year being with a two-time champion but joey logano like you know i know he won the championship two years ago but when was the last time joey logano looked scary Like even in 2018, he won the title and it was all about the big three that year. He was Mm. the consistent guy in the playoffs. But like go back to 2015 again, Logano won. He swept the whole round of the playoffs and was about to win a fourth straight playoff race before Matt Kenseth happened. Like we haven't seen that version of Joey Logano in years. He's now like a one to two win a year guy more times than not. And that's a little weird. He just got eliminated in the round of 16 last season. The first defending champion in the knockout round era to be bounced in the first round. Like he doesn't need this either. He needs to right the ship. His teammate just won a championship. Maybe there's finally a challenge at the top of Team Penske. So neither driver really need this controversy. It'd be in their best interest to try and work together to settle it out. It's it's interesting you bring that up. So I, I pulled up uh, Joey's last couple years. Uh, well, actually, more than the last couple. Since 2015, where he got six wins. Holy Jesus, his stat line is amazing. Six wins, 22 <laughs> top fives, 28 top tens. Yeah, he was nuts that year. <laughs> well, I haven't looked at his stats in a while. I'm going to list these off for you, for all y'all. Okay. Okay, so since then, the wins go 3-1, 3-2, 3-1, 4-1. That's, That's what I mean. Good. That's great. Top fives, 16, 10, 13, 12, 12, 10, 11, 11. So consistent there. Top 10s, 26, 17, 26, 21, 21, 19, 17, 17. You know what? I, um, I think um, my counterpoint to Eric's earlier point is, I mean, in this era, you don't have to be as scary anymore when the, um, when the championship comes down to one race. 
That's fair. Just saying. Just I mean, saying. Ryan Blaney was not scary last not year. At all. Uh, not I mean, at all. A lot until of, the last like five weeks. Yeah, so a, a lot of a lot of times watching back on a Netflix thing, I was like, oh well, Ryan Blaney was really far down at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like and you know, Jared just listed off those um those stat lines since 2015. I mean, any driver would love to have that. But I see what you yeah. mean though, about like he's not um he hasn't been uh, uh the most dominant. Like, you know, William Byron was without question the most dominant driver last year. So not that level. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't had a, a you know a five, six win year since 2015. It's been a lot of he had a four win year in 22, but you know, those wins were sort of spread out. He just he's been good. I'm not trying to discount Joey Logano. He's probably I think he's a top five driving talent in the cup series today, but he's he's just been consistent. He hasn't been scary good in almost a decade now. And so that's mm-hmm. why I just you know, beefing you wouldn't really want to beef with a 21 year old, you know, all year <laughs> long. Like I'm sure they both would like to Wash this if at all possible, but I, I don't know who. Like, basically now, Logano has the right to sort of retaliate. Like, if he went out and just cleaned Gibbs out, that'd be overstepping. But if he rubs Gibbs up into the wall somewhere, that's kind of fair game. I'd think so. But you know, if he does that, now it's escalating even further. I don't know if that's in their best interest. But quick question: Do y'all think since this is the clash, like, I mean, this won't just be forgotten about? Like, no. you know, like really, no. like, no, no, I I, both of them. Both of them are confrontational people on the track. And and while you might not think that Ty Gibbs is going to get a win, and he might not, he is going to compete for wins. And yes. who is going to mm-hmm. run up front and compete for wins as well? Joey Logano. They are bound to run into each other again. They don't like each other. They are, again, confrontational drivers. Like All of it is mixing up for them, and they're both young. Like People mm-hmm. forget. like They think, oh, Joey Logano, he's been around for... He's still young. Christ, he's been around for 15 years and <laughs> I'm just realizing this. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but remember, he was 18, so he's like in his early 30s. He's going to be around another 10 to 12 years. Ty Gibbs could be around another 20 years. They are going to run into each other. They're going to have to deal with each other, and I do not think this is the end. Yeah, there's some beefs like the John Hunter Nemechek uh, or Ricky Stenhouse getting in John Hunter's window. Like, I don't know how deep that goes. That could be forgotten. It's an exhibition wait, hold, race. Wait, hold on, hold on, Eric. There was a beef between them. Oh, if I would you, know if you, from Fox. Fox. Yeah, if you watch, you know it, if you watch the FS1 broadcast, <laughs> I think it was a footnote in one of Jamie Lewis yeah. pit reports. But that was the I best you got. So, wish I could have no, seen it. But. but like that kind of confrontation, whatever was going on between uh, Reddick and I think. Chastain, whoever it was on the last lap, you know, that might be forgotten in a couple of weeks. It was um, but... Chastain and, uh, well, yeah, Reddick and Chastain, and then also McDowell and Stenhouse. There was yeah. a bunch of, there, there was, was a bunch. bunch. <laughs> like a lot of those beefs might get forgotten. Yeah, My point, but yeah. to back up Jarrett's point, no, I think the Gibbs Logano one goes back far enough that it's it won't be forgotten anytime soon. Love the poll, Danny. <laughs> I, I, had to get, I had to give him that third option to think about. Ty goes with this that's good. Ty Gibbs seems like he has a lot of heart, so he wouldn't go down easily. He'd be, he he'd be a little scrappier than Logano, but Logano's yeah. got that natural height and reach, you know? I, mean, that, I yeah. wouldn't want to be punched by Dash. Yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know, quickness is power. Just saying. Quickness is yeah. power. So. <laughs> That's going to get taken out of context. <laughs> well, yeah, wait a second. <laughs> those two weren't the only ones that had beef this weekend. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and John Hiram and Nemechek got into it a little bit, and so did Tyler Reddick and Ross Chastain. Now, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., like he he must be. Now, if you have to pull down somebody's window net to get the point across, that's when, like, damn, you couldn't have just talked to him. Right? Like, he pulled it down. He's like, nope. And and um, what surprised me, too, was uh, the crew guys were just standing there. I'm like, I'm surprised nobody got in. But then again, cool, just let them, you know, work it out themselves type deal. So I'm glad that happened. 
Yeah, with no live pit stops, maybe there's like only like two guys per car down there. I'm sure it was there was. Empty. Yeah, there so. was like there was one crew guy next where, to his car. Where was the yeah. guy in the tan shirt? Yeah, where, where was that one security guard? He's usually oh, everywhere. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He, he is. is. He he is. Like, he is man. Ever since that happened, like every time I'm at the track or watching in depth on TV, I'm like, hey, tan shirt guy. I'm pretty yeah, sure I spotted I've, him on the Netflix show a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I've I've walked by him quite a few times. It's like every time you walk by him, it's like. Don't kill me. <laughs> no, it's probably like he'll save you. <laughs> yeah, he'll save you yeah. He's real. like the lifeguard of the garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's no. the only adult in there. <laughs> no running. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but 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 what about uh, what about Chastain and uh, he he's getting more issues out there. Uh, you know, Chastain actually like you know just watching the onboard stuff. Like it seemed like you know like everyone was just was um kind of going out of their way to just rough him up just a just a little bit there i don't know like just after the race there just like it seemed like his car was just like the most beat up just out of everyone's mind i am probably probably because probably because you know not only is he running you know mid-pack but it's ross chastain you know people are gonna you know they have long memories too so but yeah you know but you know it's ross chastain who doesn't he have a beef with at this point justin marks yeah, yeah, that's, just yeah, the owner. That's it. That's like um, Anheuser Busch. Yeah, Ty Norris for yeah. sure. Yeah, it's got that nice Bush water sponsorship now. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Don't even get me started on that. Hey, hey the paint scheme looks fire, though. Honestly, yeah, I, like, it I, like, I, I like it better than what Harvick's has looked like in the last few years. So. True that. True that. Um, but talking about, uh, talk about futures and stuff like that, what do we think the future of NASCAR is in Southern California? A lot of mixed reviews on if the clash needs to keep happening here. Um, we've all seen the pictures of Auto Club Speedway. At this point, it kind of, it does look like the plans are still in motion for it to be tr- turned into a short track. It, it looks like they're still preserving that area. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what do we what do we think, guys? What, what are we looking at? That option is at least still available, but it's going to take months, if not years, to actually finalize that project. So I think without, you know, I would be shocked if NASCAR races in Southern California next year. 2026, hopefully we're back. NASCAR should race in the second largest media market in the country, whether it's Auto Club, whether it's Long Beach, whether it's, I don't want to make the Coliseum a points race by any means. Irwindale, shoot, I don't care, but they should be in this region if at all possible. Um, but yeah, for the time being, I, I don't think the Coliseum returns. We'll talk about this in a moment. I think the clash will end up somewhere else, somewhere likely far from Los Angeles. I, I'll say this, when it comes to the California side, I wouldn't rule out just yet um, Kern being built up over the years. With Kevin Harvick owning it now, being a relatively big track for short track standards, it would take a lot, but I I, I think there is a future. The thing is, is like the Auto Club stuff was saying it might be a year or two before stuff's finalized, and then they can start building stuff. And with the way laws are in California, I, I think that it, it happens. But it might be, I don't know, 2028 when it opens back up. I I still think they're going to make it the finale. I don't think you do all this renovation, spend all this money, sell off all this land, want to have such a big push in California, not to try in some way to make it big. They want it on the West Coast. They they want the finale in that market. I, I think that's the finale one. 
Yeah, I have to agree with Jared on the, um, yeah, I don't see it happening until, you know, 2028 with the whole short track deal, you know, and um, again, you know, RIP to original auto club. It still sucks. But as far as, as far as NASCAR staying in the California market, they, they desperately want to by any means necessary. So I don't know. I'm thinking with all of these, you know, street races happening, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if NASCAR would attempt to try and race in the streets of LA where exactly in LA, I don't know, but it wouldn't surprise me if they do try it. So, um, I'm going to say Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say yes, that they will that, um, not next year though, but perhaps the year after maybe a race of some sorts, I would maybe think streets of LA, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit more bold here and say, I think that it should move back to the state of Florida, but not in Daytona, maybe not even uh, at this trek on my uh, shirt here, possibly look into a street race, not to the extent of F1, but a street race in Miami, um, possibly look at some of the other great short treks that are located in the state of Florida. You could go race at, uh, what's their new Smyrna? That's, a, that's down in Florida, isn't it? Yeah, that's new. Yeah, look into innovation, but yeah, they need a lot. Yeah, it, it, well, it would it would fit. If if we're, if we're talking only like twenty something cars, the way we've been mm-hmm. doing it, it would be it would be feasible to an extent well, with a little bit of help. Well, let's talk about that. So, wider, bigger picture, where does the clash go next year? Should it be back at Daytona? It's probably not going to be back at the Coliseum, but should it be back at the Coliseum? And then, do you think it'll go international? Because the reports are Mexico, mm-hmm. somewhere out Canada might even be in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you What do you think, Darian? I'm liking the Mexico idea. I'm liking international, bro, because you know um, they've been talking about doing these international races for years. So why not just make it, you know, just a fun, you know, a fun race, you know, non points race. You know, just enjoy yourself out of the country too, whether it's Canada or Mexico. Now, you know, I would like to go back to Daytona as a second option, but the thing is, um, I would only love doing it if you put it back on a Saturday night, you know, Daytona, you know, the original format, 75 laps, you know, the whole, you know, stage break and all that stuff. And, but they have to actually race, please. No single file, no choo-choo racing, no freaking shenanigans oh my gosh like like um like the freaking 2018 2019 um um budweiser shootout or shootout whatever it was called but but don't race too hard then 2020 will happen (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. good point yeah or 2020 as well the 2020 class that just cursed the whole year yeah it it all started right there (laughs) it's pretty much that's where yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah but no but um in conclusion i would love the clash to go international i at least try it and hey if it doesn't work then go back to daytona i i don't know like i'm different like with with whatever way the wind blows with this one because like i don't think i don't think you go back to la i think that even if you had the option you've pretty much gotten what you can out of that market yeah yeah um Especially think, when it's one of the last few years, they've gone back to that market only a few weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, I think I think one year back at Daytona to make it special might be something you could do. Uh as long as it's done right. It needs to be prestigious. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I I listened to what Junior was saying on his deal with, with the clash, and, and I'm not saying it because he said it, even though the the hat incriminates me. Um <laughs> I I'd the, the problem with the clash is that anyone can get in and 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 so 
the problem I don't think is location anymore. It is it's fundamentally crumbled for years. Ever since they allowed like 30 cars into it back in 2009 and they try and allow more because of sponsor money, because of advertiser dollars, because of X, Y, and Z with the networks. Uh, and I think that this is, this is one of the few events where less is more. So I, I really don't care where it goes at this point. Like I, I don't think they name drop Mexico without it being not a certainty, but at least an option. Um, Canada. I don't know how the hell that would work in winter. I don't care. Oh, yeah. good point. Good point. Oh, that's yeah, good I mean. point. Good point. I don't understand that one either. <laughs> like, like, like we, we can't even talk about oh. like tracks like New Hampshire and then like that. Then we're talking about Canada. I, I forgot about that. Good point. <laughs> I brought up on my stream that if they could work together with SMI, maybe do like the fairgrounds one day. If that's an exhibition, they can try and push down the road. A lot of people are talking about a local short track. The problem is, are they NASCAR ready? What money will that be? From NASCAR and to them. Others talk about Sebring because that track has like a cult following. Uh, and like it's a literal cult. Like they're kind of crazy. <laughs> um, I, for me, I, I have three things I'd say. I'd say try Mexico if you want. Homestead to keep it in Florida. But uh, maybe just do Daytona for a year just to shut the fans up. I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't really want to see it back at Daytona. The last few Daytona races weren't entertaining and the fans didn't mm -hmm. show up. You can complain, but people didn't show up. Exactly. Uh, ratings weren't good either. They continued to drop significantly year after year. So, yeah, I like, you know, another argument we haven't really discussed it too much is taking it to just local grassroots short tracks around the country. Uh, I agree, and I've said this for a long time, but I agreed also with Matt Weaver's point that that should be reserved for the all-star race because in mid-May, your options yep. are more wide open. You could race mm -hmm. short tracks in the Northeast, the Southeast, West, you could race anywhere in May. And I think North Wilkesboro had a lot of charm this last May. So um, I think the clash should be where NASCAR goes to experiment. I think the clash was a worthy the coliseum clash i should say was a worthy experiment mexico would be an interesting experiment I, i'm not totally sold on that that feels almost like nascar just going international to say they went international like is mexico really a huge market keep in mind you know daniel suarez would probably be the star driver considering everybody else there is mm -hmm. you know white american and daniel suarez may not even be in the cup series next year <laughs> so i'll talk about that so I, you know, I just think that's a little bit of a weird choice but i'd at least appreciate the experimentation of it uh, i'd rather honestly see them race in a football stadium somewhere else in america um I don't know what stadiums are large enough to accommodate NASCAR. The Coliseum in LA is a special case, but I would love to see a stadium race in a mm -hmm. big city that currently isn't too close to any other NASCAR markets. Yeah. And you know, you brought up the word experiment and that's, and that's exactly the way I viewed this race as one big experiment, whether it's at Daytona, the LA clash or overseas, wherever. So just have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh how many people watched this one because we said this earlier um we were we were actually pleasantly uh we were pleasantly surprised when we saw the numbers here so of course the race was moved from it's supposed to be on big fox on sunday uh and it was moved to fs1 you know last minute so we're like okay this is gonna be it's gonna be low numbers and then it was lower compared to the last few years um but Fox also, the ones who did tune in, was plagued by some very interesting production choices. I know 
Eric had a lot to say about this. I don't know if you want to elaborate more. I feel like you've already said your piece on it. Yeah, no, I feel I, I hate to throw people under the bus, but no, the fact like we've we've complained about the booth in the past, and often yes, the broadcast booth has felt flat, lack of energy. They did good. Just some. Harvick yeah, was I, great. That's the thing. This week, I thought they were fine. I thought Harvick was solid. Boyer was okay. Joy, like there were some wrinkles. They get names wrong here mm-hmm. and there, but it was overall pretty good. The issue is with the production, and it's harder to talk about this. Um, yeah, the, Jarrett's demonstrating all the, the close zoom-ins that Fox is <laughs> they, they had a shot like this for a solid 30 seconds. I'm like, what the hell am I looking at? You know, the what put me over the edge, It you know, people get mad about, oh, they're showing kids in the grandstand. Usually they're doing that under caution, and I'm like, it's fine. Sometimes <laughs> it's annoying. Um, but the shot that really just had me rolling over in my seat was when Ross Chastain got nailed from the back, got spun out from behind, and they said, let's go to the replay and see what happened. And they show his front bumper cam which shows us absolutely freaking nothing i'm like why they had to have had another angle this is a tiny track you're telling me there wasn't another camera showing this incident why did we waste 15 seconds of airtime on the useless front bumper cam for this instance yeah it just blew my mind now here's the thing i don't know who's directing is it still Artie kempner if it is he needs to go he should have retired but i don't know that it is i think i think they've got other people in there that just are young and inexperienced Mm -hmm. and Keep it, you know, this keep is in too mind, big a deal. You need your good people on these races, man. Keep, keep in mind, this is the same company that missed a literal flip in a truck series dirt race. Oh my gosh, that's right. Well, well no, no, no. They that. missed the flip in the 500. Remember that. They missed the flip in the right. 500. The they they did. Yeah. And, 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 oh, and they made yeah. it so obvious that the uh, announcers were just staring so, at the TV because they didn't even mention it either. So I'm just going to say this really quick and then we'll move back onto the ratings. But what that tells me is if you have this much um, uh, this much uh, problems with your um, with your uh, production aspect and your broadcasting, um, it means that the people who are running it don't really watch racing like that. They're more used to, you know, the, the um, to the typical stick and ball sports type deal. It feels Eight like more I don't know. years at the moment. Baby. And and I've, I've heard people try to say the argument like, oh, yo, you know, NASCAR actually is the same people who do both Fox and NBC production. No, not it, it can't be because no. how is it? <laughs> how is it so much better? When no we way. get to NBC. No way. Yeah. No way. It's just it's just basic things. It's, you know, just zoom out a little bit more. And yeah. And it's like, you know, the number of times Kevin Harvick or Mike Joy would talk about like, oh, Logano is three wide and it would take five whole seconds, five long seconds to finally get a camera on it. You know, the only defense I'll make for FS1 is that this was a last minute schedule change. Maybe they didn't have all of their people on standby, all their cameras. But I can't make that excuse because NASCAR uploading clips of like, you know, uh, Ricky Stenhouse confronting John Hunter. <laughs> so that tells me they did have a camera on some of these moments and they just never showed it. So <laughs> I, I can't. It's, I can try to make that excuse, but it's hard. It's I, I'm not a fan. It's all, of all the same feed. Kind of it's all the same feed, though, Eric. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's I'm, all the same they, feed. Yeah. It, Fox had access to that camera yeah. and they didn't show it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Gonna, the the ratings. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna just go to Twitch and watch the uh, Saudi stream of it. I'll, just, I'll, I'll watch I'll watch Darian's race along and just you know watch NASCAR hey, drive. There we go. There we go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, hey technically Darian was just on a uh, on a on a free site that's free to see any of that stuff. Hey, so. hey I'm hey, I'm just a fan enjoying the race. That's I'm it. Just that's a it. Kid and life is, <laughs> and life a, is nightmare. a nightmare. All right. One, one final point, actually. Jam plays games mentioned it in the chat. No wonder NASCAR wants to centralize TV production. 
I am cautiously optimistic with that new production facility starting in 2025. I don't know if this will be for all broadcasts or just maybe like the Amazon ones or what have you, but NASCAR being more in control of the broadcast feed, that could be a bad thing. But considering where Fox has been in recent years, I think that will hopefully be a positive. But fingers yeah. crossed, who knows what it'll actually become. So All right. Ratings wise, this got a 0.8 rating with 1.511 million viewers, which was a 58.6% drop from 2023's viewership of 3.647 million. It did have 342,000 in the key demographic, which I think if you take that number compared to the total amount of view, that's pretty good. That's 23% of the audience. And it had almost the same viewership as the 2023 Bristol night race. The NASCAR Mexico series race did not register for ratings on FS2, meaning it had under 100,000 viewers, which I'll just ask because I didn't. Did any of you guys watch that race? It was I really did. Good. It was It was great. It was great. Okay. I liked I, it. I, I, did, I did not. Now I feel bad, but it was great. Well, yeah. well I, did, I didn't have FS2, so I had to watch some of the highlights after the fact. I like, so I I watched, uh, I got in at about 40 laps in. I, I was doing the post-race stream and it went live. Like they started when I was live. Um, But yeah, they were racing really good. Like it was a lot more clean than the, it was better than the cup race. I'm just going to straight up say it. it was better than mm-hmm. the cup race. Yeah, a lot cleaner. Uh, but yeah. And, and they, like, the regulars there, they were racing Daniel Suarez like as well as the mm, cup guys. Hard. Suarez was obviously probably the best, most experienced guy out there. But like it was close. Like I, I also, really liked it. And also, I don't know, like I, I would love to see more I I know I'm I, I know it's the Mexico series, but I wouldn't mind more Mexico races in the States. I mean, like those their their racing product <laughs> when, is awesome. When you go to the very uh Closest to the southern border, have the Mexico series come up, and when you go to to the northern border, have the Pinty or the Canada series, as it's known, come down. Like I would yeah. love that. Yeah, we need to see that hey, more often. This just a side note: I saw a flying penguin ask, "Did they drive the electric vehicle?" Talking about that rumored uh, demonstration yeah. that 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 got scrapped, uh, and I think th- I think that got scrapped even way before the rain. I think they didn't even end up bringing that out there. Yeah. They, they had it. Photo it, it was there. They oh, did, did they, they have it? They did do a test run of it um, before the rain all came. That was probably early on Saturday. There were rumors that it might have actually like hit the wall <laughs> and got damaged. Um, but I don't know if that that's not confirmed. But so they, they that's true. They may not have run it even if the race had gone off as scheduled. But you know, I, I get to think because it's smaller. It's one of those like. Like you know, you you get the the little thing and you you wind it up so that it'll go yeah. and then let it go and it just goes into a wall. I, like, if it hit the wall the right way, it bent that whole rear spoiler probably, and now it's you can't show that off. Now it's ugly. Now yeah, you know, that's. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd find it funny though. Someone from NASCAR is like, huh? It actually looks better. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's uh, moving on from there. The viewers of this show matter to most of us. So, what did they think? With uh, uh, oh, go ahead, finish, finish. Dan. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you said this part, Darian. No, I am. But I thought. Oh, I thought. I thought you were finishing. Sorry. It's okay. and, and it's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll was, on the National Weekly Podcast. I'm yeah, trying to set you up there. I know. I'm trying to set you up there. I missed the assist. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jake. <laughs> No, no, it's me actually. Oh, I, I thought right. Danny froze honestly at first time. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought for a second. Oopsie Daisy. 
I thought my internet went out. <laughs> we are in mid-season form already. Okay. This poll got 11,000 votes. And 7% of you guys said it was a great race. 44% said it was a good race, giving a net positive of only 51%. 29% said it was average. 10% said it was below average. And 10% also said it was bad, giving it a 20% net negativity. Uh, overall, it barely squeaks out as being uh, a net positive over average or negative. Dang, that's crazy. 20%. What's the last time you've seen 20%? That's what I'm saying. That's one of the highest negative yeah. percentages we've ever gotten on the iceberg poll. And I, See, I just, I understand the negative circumstances, but the race was good. I, I Maybe I'm crazy. I but know. I also have a theory, maybe part of that, um, some of those folks didn't actually see the race perhaps to an extent yeah, it could be or they you saw know, it and they hate denny Hamlin. yeah yeah or you know they were just mad like oh i missed the race blah bad race type deal so yeah i was a little shocked too well we'll find out in the comments here mm-hmm. oh, yeah, i missed them i true. missed the comments i missed this so much go ahead bro all right first comment is from isaac so positive negative or meme <laughs> i'm gonna go meme with isaac i'm gonna go with meme eric i'll go meme as well I didn't know you could be a bigger bitch to NASCAR than the Wicked Witch of the South, but Mother Nature, you're making a damn good case of being the biggest bitch. Stay the hell away from this sport, you devil woman. Oh that's, just, that's just straight up letting the anger come out. Whoa. Unleash Whoa. the dark side, Isaac. For real. Jeez, man. Uh <laughs> Uh, let's see. Looking through here, I'm I'm like actually making sure that the bottom <laughs> registers, so I can just know from the get go what the hell I'm gonna be reading. Um, eh, I've seen worse. Okay, so top comment is from Too Tough to Tame Forty Eight saying Denny beat our favorite driver again. Um, as uh, pretty much the same thing from uh. <laughs> From depressed Eric Eastep. <laughs> That's a new one. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to look at this promo uh, profile pic. Oh, and it's it's Eric with a sweatshirt that's over his eyes like the emperor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where they that. got that, but damn, I gotta go find wait, this. Are, 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 are you able to like copy that and send it to us later? Or? Yeah. Well, I, so if you guys look into the poll, it'll be like right up at the top, and I gave it a heart. No, okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you for loving, liking depressed Eric Eastep. Oh my yeah. gosh. What is, that? <laughs> what is that photo from? I've got like my hood up and I'm like hunched over. Use uh, your aggressive I... nature, boy. I don't remember what, where that, what that's from. That's funny. Wow. Uh, let's see. Harrison Grant says this race was unexpectedly good. <laughs> there we go. go. Sorry, I'm laughing because his uh, YouTube channel has a description and it says, I give every race a zero on the groovy gauge. <laughs> I, I ended up subscribing to him just because that's just hilarious. That's yeah. funny. I also, I think it's funny. We're, we're going total meme at this point. How Darian and Danny are looking one way and me and Eric are looking the other. Oh, I just saw that. Oh, that's funny. I just saw it on the delay. Oh, that's great. Um, but it, but Harrison Grant says it was unexpectedly good. Plenty of classic bump and runs, door-to-door -door racing, and side-by-side -side battling. This was by far the best clash we've ever had. I think he means in L.A. And I can only hope this sets a tone for the season because that was some good old-fashioned racing right there. Um, The Sloth Nerd. 
Spin in turn four, flagman. Quick, throw the checker. No more re restarts. We're going home. <laughs> yeah, they could. It was borderline. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna scroll a little further down here. Um, Bassfish one says old number twelve did pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he was a standout going from twenty third to third. Yeah, in the main yeah. event. He needed the freaking provisional to make it in, and he still did well. The Denny hates amazing. <laughs> Minnesota Sports League says, my dad was watching and said, poop stain won the race. <laughs> Damn. Jeez, man. Um, this is brutal. Let's see. Man of EO says, Mexico Series showed us what real racing is. Damn, that's, was like, great. that's like high up in the comments, too. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was great. Well, but that's—I think—that's also a diss at the clash. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, a bunch of there's a lot of people just oh, why does it have to be Denny? Why Denny <laughs> Hamlin? God, it had to be the eleven. He's the Netflix star, bro. Show him some respect. Um, <laughs> Netflix couldn't have scripted better than that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, John here says what race? I thought the clash was on Sunday. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and then somebody let him know and. Um, oh, I was like, I'm oh, going no, bad. Never mind, never mind. It was oh. sarcastic. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> let's just say oh. this. His second comment ended in move with the F out of LA. Uh, <laughs> but there are a lot of people who actually didn't know. Um, yeah. There were a few comments. That, well, another saying they couldn't watch because they don't have cable. Mm -hmm. Or you could be getting cable soon with the new sports package. Cable plus. <laughs> um. All right. We got to the bottom. Here we go. How bad is it? Uh, run of the mill. So, third lowest in the uh, the gutter. These are the gutter comments. Uh, is from Shy's Garage saying NASCAR's still a thing? Huh? Who knew? Wonder <laughs> what are you okay. What are you doing here? <laughs> Randy says Bubba wrecked again. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, Randy. All right, Randy. And, Randy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read the guys. I might have to delete this comment. This dude, this, this dude's profile name is his Gmail account. <laughs> I'm gonna just got uh, the address in there as well. It's got his birth year. I'm assuming. There's a social security number in his channel description. Uh, I'll, I'll look at the profile pic and see. <laughs> if, if you leave a comment on one of his uh, videos, he'll give you his credit card number. For real. Oh, what's it say? Well, what's says, it say? I'm gonna delete the comment after I read it. It says, "I'd like to see the clash take place at Rockingham next season. That's my idea of where the clash should be held, or maybe at North Wilkesboro with a roll full Charlotte Motor Speedway." I, I think this guy lives in North Carolina. Yeah, uh, yeah. Safe to say. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna delete it just because. I, I don't want somebody's Gmail account out there. Yeah, I haven't seen I, I, it. I, I think it's also safe to say his age starts off five or more. Yeah, it, definitely. It's 1996 definitely. in the Gmail profile. Oh, well, then that's even stranger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, stay safe, bro. <laughs> so I d I'm not showing it or I'm not reading it. The comment is already deleted. But that's the poll. We're back. Hey, and that'll conclude this edition of the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR weekly podcast. I didn't dox him. <laughs> no, I, well, he well, told me not well, to dox a, him. I didn't. 
I deleted it. No, it's only doxing if you guys would have went out of your way to go find him. That's yeah. why he deleted it. Go find him. Send pizzas to we, his house. We love you, chat, but can we trust you guys all the time? It's uh, time for the lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. The mic didn't break. Nice. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? I, I, I feel bad because I thought you were about to say the poll. No, <laughs> but there is a poll actually to go over. Uh, I want to shout out the Spotify crowd for this one. Uh, I asked them of the drivers that are new in their rides that we talked about last week, which did they think would make the playoffs? And the options were uh, Josh Berry, Noah Gregson, Carson Hosevar, Zane Smith, Daniel Hemrick, John Hunter Nemechek, or none of the above. Zane Smith didn't get a single vote. Uh, yikes. Two percent went to Hemrick and Hosevar. Four percent to Noah. Thirteen percent to John Hunter. Josh Berry at thirty-seven percent and forty-two percent said none of them. Wow. So that's uh, their interesting takes on that. Uh, now looking at some other stuff here, Comcast has announced they're dropping their Xfinity 10G marketing. Uh, strategy as it was proven false advertising from the verge danny i saw that i rather put put it under the wrong note oh it's great everyone else sees it now oh thank goodness Uh, shane van gisbergen will compete in seven cup races in the colleague 16 this year uh these will be coda talladega coke 600 chicago watkins Glen, another dega race and Viva Las Vegas. Okay, can, I pa- Vega. can I pause for a second? Like I I thought they announced it forever ago, and I thought he was supposed to do that in the 91, so that kind of caught me off guard, but then I realized I went back. I was like, oh, they never actually said what car he'd be in. Yeah. And and not a bad car. Yeah, not bad. The 16 could, could contend at just about any of those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raja Karuth will drive the Spire 71 truck this year. Uh, I'm going to ask you guys real quick. Uh, do you expect playoffs? I do. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, playoffs for sure. That's to be. I, I do. Uh, I think Raj is improving. Keep in mind, he only had four top tens last year. But I, I talked about this on my show today. There's a lot of heavy hitters out of the truck series this year. Like mm-hmm. Lane Riggs will probably do well That's in the true. 38. But you got no Zane Smith. You got no GMS. KBM was absorbed by Spire. That's who Raj is driving for. Uh, De Benedetto is gone. Hosevar is gone. Like. There's some like Thor Sport is is stacked, but outside of Thor Sport, it's like you know it's kind of anyone's game. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think we should expect playoffs, and we should expect we should expect playoffs off of a win. I think it's time for him to get in the victory line. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, this one kind of broke the internet a little bit today. Dale Jr. is currently in the midst of possibly. Renegoti- renegotiating his contract with NBC in the coming years, though. Stuff's kind of left wide open. I think, I think he's doing out. that on purpose because of all the new broadcast partners mm-hmm. coming in. I think Dale either wants a one-year deal from NBC so he can explore those other options mm-hmm. in 2025, or he's hoping to use the threat of those other options to get a long, lucrative deal done with NBC, and I bet that's the snagging point right now. Yeah, he could be looking to play this, because what what if he's given a good amount of money to do a much shorter schedule with an Amazon or a TNT or someone like that. You should take that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on multiple networks. 
uh especially the tnt we saw we saw larry mcreynolds do that he did tnt and fox back in the day and i believe matt yokum did the same matt yokum i think used to do like because he used to do some fox and nbc so it's not we saw we saw brad darty do srx on cbs and also do nascar and nbc i mean that's a good point i'd i wouldn't put it past dale jr to try and somehow get into a one daytona 500 in the booth like whether that's in there for clint or or whatever i just i think somebody like him he knows the power he wields and i think he also would be very i, I mean look with the look how good the fox booth got when he was there for talladega that's a good yeah. point he did a fox yeah. race i forgot he about did. that he did uh let's see NASCAR is going to be meeting with officials to talk about hosting races in other countries. Uh, Adam Stern reported this. Uh, This one's interesting for me because I go to Kansas. Penn Entertainment, who was granted permission to build the Hollywood Casino next to the Kansas Speedway, has elected to pay a $13 million fine instead of building the hotel on location that they were uh, originally agreeing to do, according to Adam Stern. I have to wonder... Depending on how the fine goes, depending on how, uh, you know, any contracts after that goes, I wonder how it could affect Kansas getting two races a year through, I think it's like 2028. Mm. Yeah. Damn. $13 million fine. They're like, nope. I'll I'll tell you what, man. Like, that that that, uh, casino in person is freaking huge. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't, the TV doesn't do it justice. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that it being a casino, thirteen million dollars is nothing to them. Yeah, I don't know anything about casinos. I live up in Dallas now, and when I drive across the Oklahoma border, there's the Windstar Casino, and that thing is massive. It you see from the freeway, it's I don't even know how to describe it. It is like a cruise ship in the middle of nowhere. With all all the lights on it and stuff like that. And it's decked out with like, it has like a Roman Coliseum building, a Statue of Liberty Empire State. It's like Vegas in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. We've got one right at the Kentucky-Tennessee border along I-65. And there was a drive-in movie theater that was there for years. They event they recently had to close because the lights of the casino was just getting beat yeah. so much it was messing up with what they could do. And also growing up in Vegas, you see casinos everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, nothing, Darian, nothing, yeah. Darian's like, y'all are desensitized. Like like everyone like like they're all like, Oh yeah, this was so huge, blah blah. I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> well, I've been to Vegas. I've seen some obviously big casinos yeah. there, but this one is this Windstar, I'm just massive. D- Darian is is to casinos the way I am to John Deere tractors. Um, wait, John, John Deere or is it John Deere? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, season one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ludacris will be headlining the music festival at Gateway that coincides with the Cup weekend, along with plenty of other different musical acts, including Tim Duggar. He snuck his way onto that poster. Gosh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> snuck his way on the snuck his way on the loose. <laughs> oh man. Um. We want to congratulate somebody I think we're all good fans of here because uh, Doug Rice has announced that 2024 will be his 36th and final season of radio broadcasting mm-hmm. for the Performance Racing Network. And I think I can talk speak for all of us that we have all grown up with his voice. And yes. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just, it, it's... Dude, um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Like I sent him a DM and stuff. Um, um I've had the privilege to uh, to talk with him and stuff too. He's been awesome giving me advice um whenever I've uh, asked for it. Um, but yeah, PRN it is it is not going to sound the same at all. Not even close. It's going to be uh he is He's one of those commentators you uh, simply can't replace at all. So Doug Rice, hell of a career. See, I'm used to hearing his voice more so than the MRN people. And mm-hmm. and, and, and it's funny, in the grand scheme of things, I think you think of MRN being maybe the more well-known one, but I think of PRN a lot more because I went to a, I went to a lot more SMI tracks mm-hmm. uh, yeah, my time. So you hear PRN because they're contracted with SMI. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I I don't know. It's just gonna be it's gonna be crazy not to hear Doug's voice anymore. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be crazy not to hear like him at least him saying this is PRN the Performance Racing Network. Gosh, now, yeah, it's gonna be weird. Now I, I think he's got like what he's like the top like role at PRN. He's like I haven't, the president, I, haven't, I think. Or I haven't seen if he's necessarily stepping away from that role, but he's at least stepping away from the. Uh, on-air talent role yeah yeah i'm, I'm sure he has a much he's um i'm sure he's uh, gonna play a uh, a way bigger role behind the scenes i'm sure i'm just glad so many people appreciate him because there's so many mm-hmm. times that like we don't I, I feel like it's nascar fans and we've kind of learned this over the years of some some announcers not you know being up to the standard we want we have really been spoiled with great on-air personalities both just personality wise but also like just talent wise we have been so spoiled and and can i I just take one second to say this too since we're talking we're giving our props to doug also just want to give props to claire b lang for her many years Mm -hmm. of what she did especially the sirius xm people um ultimately you know she's not with them now she's said a few times she's looking forward to the next chapter so it sounds like she's got some things she's working on not sure what the next chapter is but claire is another one of those voices that we all grew up hearing so uh, i had the pleasure of meeting and talking with claire quite a few times in the media centers over the last couple of years so yeah uh, a lot, lot of a lot of people we grew up with it, it's it's sad to see him kind of uh stepping down a little bit well the it's changing safe, of the guard well it's safe to say the chat they uh have a uh a replacement in mind but yeah we'll see we'll see <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah he would he would be good for radio i'll give him yeah. that i'm doing an event with him in two days so that'll be fun yeah yeah you you can see what a complete noob like me next to someone really good like him will be <laughs> <laughs> um a little more on the entertainment front oh i heard i just hear this echo <laughs> yeah i think it was a gong went off yeah. it was like yeah some bell or something i, I, I think i barely brushed the sound activity <laughs> up yeah. <laughs> um but but speaking on the entertainment front fox warner brothers and disney are working on a joint venture that will be out this fall that puts them onto one sports streaming service uh it would include espn nt sports uh fox sports uh it's basically cable it'd be sports 40, cable plus yeah it'd be, <laughs> oh. it'd be 40 to 50 a month based on estimates at the moment i'll stick with youtube tv i think yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's tough because NBC and CBS aren't included. So if you want to watch mm. NFL games, you want to watch every NASCAR race, you just, it's not. I'm included, just like, so. I feel like for that price, though, it's like in the grand scheme, you get so, so few things for only a few, for a 
little bit more, you can get a lot more with someone like YouTube, YouTube TV or, or even Sling or someone like that. It's mm-hmm. so close because it's like all I watch on cable these days is live sports. And so this is so close to exactly what I've wanted all these years. But because they don't have NBC, because they don't have CBS, and I probably won't be able yeah. to watch my Astros. It's uh, it, That's or Prime. And it's like because things are so divided now, it's still not enough. So I don't know if it's going to be successful. And uh, another thing is like i'll, I'll give this we, we, we've, we've had youtube tv for a little bit now and honestly we started finding other things we were like watch, like we'll, we'll turn on something <laughs> like food network and we'll watch something on there you know we are finding other reasons to enjoy yeah. it so I, also I, I didn't realize how much ridiculousness is on <laughs> oh dude it's on all that's all mtv that's all they run dude also uh amazon uh fire stick not a bad option either i love that thing uh, I got Fubo. It's interesting. We all have different uh, different versions of it. Like that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, do we have cable? Nope. Yeah, does it, so wait, so no. Jared's Sling, Danny's YouTube no, no, I'm, TV. I'm YouTube TV. Oh, you're, you're also okay. okay. You said Sling. Oh, yeah, you mentioned Sling. But yeah, okay. Never mind then. Both. <laughs> well, uh, hey guys, you wanna you wanna get the entire chat angry? Oh, all right. Let's take us off the screen for a moment so we can show the brand new. I can find it. I don't think people want me to. Talladega logo. Look at it. It's ugly, isn't it? Yay. Honestly, it's not. I, I don't think it's bad. It's just it's such a needless change. It really yeah. is, man. It looks it's, fine. It, it's it's just... not as bad as the cookie cutter ISC rebrand for all the other tracks because it, it, it at least isn't the exact same as what they have been doing. At least it doesn't look like an Adderall pill like Homestead's logo now. Here, oh, here, I'll flip, here, I'll flip myself really quick so y'all can see it right, but this is the original. Oh, hold on, I gotta put you back on screen. This is the OG one right here. The I'll original. Know. I don't know why, but when you set up, are you saying you're going to flip yourself off for a no, second? No, 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 no. I'm going to flip my camera so y'all can Whoa. see it right way. What was that you saw, Darren? <laughs> you, you sent us something about the A's in the new Talladega logo. What was, what was that about? Uh, man, I'm not, <laughs> don't don't, Danny, don't can me, I read You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, go ahead. If, Danny, if, if it's okay with Danny. <laughs> yes. Eric, Eric, you caught me off guard. I am not caught off guard often, but you. Says, sorry. They, they done gentrified Talladega. <laughs> they, they added damn string lights. Okay. And, uh, hey, okay. Eric, what the A's look like, Eric? If you want to know what the A's look like, just, just read T Bird 15's uh, comment in the chat. That's what yeah. they look like now. Yeah, the A's. <laughs> just say it. Um, they're pointing up. If that's a hint, they're pointing up. They, they would get along for what they is, would. They would. Talladega's new logo would get along with Drake. Let's just say that. Yeah. Danny, Danny. Once per stream, Danny takes it just a little too far. Just. Hey, I, I didn't. I didn't say why. Well, he's a talented musician. That's all I'm talking about. What are you guys oh, talking man. about? I don't know. I don't know, Darian. I think he has more in common with Dick Pesor. Yeah, Dick Pesor. Yeah, Dick Pesor was doing this after the race. Anyway, anyway, so <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. He's driving, <laughs> guys, guys. We're not even in overtime yet. Come on, God, I love how our stream viewership just peaked for the night. <laughs> <laughs> they they enjoy us acting like. Hey, by the way, almost three hundred likes. <laughs> hey, what do you guys think happens when there's not another race to get ready for? We got to talk about something for two hours. Yeah, so. we got to have something. 
why not Drake's? Uh, this is the longest lightning <laughs> storm in a long time. Are we in yeah, Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah uh, for I'm real. Just, I'm just giving you uh, basically like what I went through having to go into a bathtub for a tornado over the off season. <laughs> All right, let's finish this thing off. Hitori will not be attempting the first race at Daytona this year. They'll actually be uh, cutting down pretty part time. It sounds like. Damn. That's Another sick. example of the truck series becoming a little more wide open this year. Darian, can you give the info on the fantasy league for me? <laughs> oh yeah. So, well, there have been, um, well, it's the same two leagues again. So, um, what, um, I'm going to do, um, uh, the same thing I did last year. Uh, whoever plays it, um, I will keep in and whoever doesn't, I will boot and then I'll be able to add new people. So we have to wait until after the Daytona 500, but the NWP fantasy leagues are back. And that oh man, man here go the sirens. Uh, yeah, I hear them. I hear it. Annual. Wee woo. Wee woo. All right. Wee woo. Well, really quick. I, Jesus Christ, can they stop dying? <laughs> I swear, like, like. Well, I, I guess it's good the sirens on because if it's going by and not, that that's probably work. So, uh, on a happier note, we actually do have another show next week. Um, let me find it. I have I have something to. Oh, y'all. Next week, we'll be on Eric's channel. Hey. Uh, right after qualifying. like It'll be a late night show. Yeah, right We're going to spend Valentine's Day together, y'all. Yes, Aww. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Gosh, that's an old photo used to me, Jeremy. It's not that old. It's probably like three years old. But <laughs> I, I, I realized like it. I didn't have a newer one. <laughs> that's okay. I'll send you my headshots. No. no. <laughs> I, I can change it for the pick points this year. Yeah, you guys no, just send me like, new yeah. ones. I like oh, yeah. how I, I love yeah. that I look like a Simpsons character compared to the rest of. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, let me, let me where, where did I put that? Yeah, I think that's that's good. Yeah, yeah right, who right needs here. girlfriends? I have the NWP. I agree, Ross Crash Dane. That's that's words to live by. There you go. <laughs> but uh, I think that's it. And that'll conclude this edition of the famous lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now back to the show. All right, so we've already gotten spicy enough in what we've been talking about. So let's talk of some spicy charter talk real quick. Uh, Denny Hamlin says there has not been much progress in months in this. And also Adam Stern has been reportedly saying that NASCAR could seize the team's charters if no agreement is reached by 2025. What do we think, guys? What do we think? What does anyone really think about this? Smoke and mirrors. I mean, at the end of the day, this doesn't really impact me as as the fan, the viewer. Uh, I guess unless they start just on the business side. Yeah, yeah. Like if if we get to the point where they're you know staging demonstrations and protests, like the drivers and teams are, then oh. But but what what would what would they do? Would they just all start? Would they just say, "Hey, we're not going to race actually. We're just we're just going to do burnouts on the track and kill our cars." I mean, I, hey, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, IndyCar they had you know a little disagreement back in the day too, and you know now we're not to that point yet. But let's just you know let's get it. Let's get the deal done already. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hopefully they get something done. I, you know, everyone seems still to believe that something will get done because if they don't get a deal done by the end of this year, it's it's doomsday. Like NASCAR's over, you know, or it's going to look completely different yeah. if they don't get a deal done. So, uh, you know, the charters are too valuable. The teams will, will ultimately, uh, you know, the teams and NASCAR, I think, will ultimately give in here and there and find a deal. My guess is the teams want the charters permanent. NASCAR doesn't want to make the charters permanent, but maybe willing to make some sort of agreement 
if the teams agree to a, a spending cap. The teams don't want a spending cap, but I think that's what it's going to take. So there's probably more behind the scenes than just that. But I feel like at its core, that's probably a key part of the disagreement. Mm-hmm. I think that covers it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, you guys no. been in any of the meetings? Have you guys sat in with Jeff Gordon and? You well, know, I, I I was supposed to invite me. I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what happened. Yeah, my, my Zoom invite got lost in the mail. I I'll have to email Steve yeah. Phelps here and see what's up. Yeah, yeah, but so Chad, say, we're not. Say, we can't stretch say, it. Say hi, Steve Phelps. I know you are the president of NASCAR. Please contact Danny B today. Milton in the chat makes another good point. I know another sticking point is the teams want NASCAR to be more upfront and open with some of the dollar amounts and money. NASCAR is not a public company, so they can keep all that private. And I think that lack of transparency is frustrating the teams. It's part of why we keep seeing reports that the two sides can't even agree on what percentages we're even talking about. Like one side's like, oh, you get 42% of the money. And the other side's like, no, we actually get 35%. It's like, how on earth are those numbers different? Someone's lying. Someone's Someone's lying. lying. There needs to be more transparency and NASCAR, like Milton mentions and Bob Parker says said, NASCAR doesn't have to be transparent. I think they're trying to hold off or hold out as much information as they can just from a just just cause just because yeah. you know, it's, it's more and, security for them. And look, I would like to knock NASCAR like, oh, they need to do this, but I privately owned, so hey, it's yeah, a law. That's the thing is I don't think either side is necessarily being unreasonable or reasonable. Like, I, I don't really know. I, the teams should get more money. NASCAR agrees. And it sounds like is willing to give them more money. The mm-hmm. sticking point is now just how much more. And I think regardless, because NASCAR is getting a significant annual uh, rights fee increase, even just a 5% increase for the teams, we're talking a hundred plus million dollars per car, you know, or, you know, per, it, it, we're still talking about, it's maybe not that much, but we're still talking about huge increases across the board. So 300. Yeah. Hey, hey, perfect, we get the segment. Yes, we get I was the segment. Out of things to say. <laughs> you have unlocked driver of the week. Thank you, you for playing. Mystery driver. Yeah. Wee woo. All right. Well, yeah, I, I think that the, the, the problem is, is that they're going to be vague, but they're going to. What's what's the way to put this? The teams in NASCAR are going to put out little headline quotes. Like yes. quotes that can get out in the headlines, get people's attention, get the public opinion on their side. I I feel like we're going to get a little bit more, whether it's, you know, I think a demonstration one, one of them is going to do is like, uh, who's who's somebody? Uh, let's just, let's just say a twenty three eleven driver, Denny Hamlin wins a race, and they're like, you know, it's great to be here. You know, we want to definitely be here next year. So, you know, so NASCAR's got to get this mm. stuff with the charters figured out. Ah, put a little stuff out there, yeah. TV. Like, imagine, imagine that. Imagine like the Brickyard is really, really good, but they haven't figured out the mm-hmm. charter stuff yet. And like, you know, before I kiss the bricks, just want to let everyone know we need a fair charter deal. All right, this is done. Like, that, that would I, those are the kind of dirty games. Like, I don't think we're gonna see a strike. You know, I don't. I don't think we're gonna see like Squidward with it with his bullhorn out there. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see just little cheap shots, little things, death by a thousand cuts, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll be more concerned once we start. Um, um, uh, once we start seeing um those jabs being thrown, I could see something like like 
every driver skips the driver's meeting one week. Yeah, that'd yeah, be a big, yeah. That'd be a big one. But like, that would be do? a knockout. That would be. What a you knockout. do? We all go to the rear. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not trying to say it's a bad way. I've sat in on driver's meeting before, and I don't know what really they're actually like getting at that point of those because it's it's, just, it's a meet and greet for VIPs, sponsors, and celebrities. Like pretty like, much. Like, yeah. Like, they, they literally watch. They walk in. They they watch the same video. That they see every week, and I think the last one I was in, the video wasn't even working right, so they couldn't. <laughs> oh, even play it. it wasn't! It wasn't. Hey. We were there. It wasn't. Eric, yeah. uh, look what Cito put in the chat. Yeah, Squidward. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I did that like after that show. I like walked out and, and did that with Riss, and she like she got so much like Jarrett. I'm going to hit you if you keep doing that. And it's like, yeah, Squidward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't yeah, get on not- her bad side. But yeah, that's the charter situation. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Yeah. Do we want to do the mystery driver segment now, or do we want to wait until the end of the show? We'll do this next segment, and then we'll do that, because they did do a good job of unlocking it. So we'll give it to him right after this next segment, mm-hmm. which is uh, taking a look at our 2024 NASCAR playoff predictions. Playoff time. Playoffs. Woo-hoo. Playoffs, unfortunately, so, in NASCAR, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty straight honest with you guys. We were we were very very close in what we picked actually for all this. There's mm-hmm. yeah, there's a mm-hmm. few key names we disagree on, but if I'm not mistaken, the four of us have 14 of our 16 drivers yes. exactly the same. Danny, you want to read those off? Yes, 14 of us all. No, oh, oh. The four of us all picked these 14 drivers, which includes Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, Brad Keselowski, Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Denny Hamlin, Ryan Blaney, Chris Busher, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace, William Byron, and Tyler Reddick. All four of us picked those 14 drivers. So, pretty good list. Who are the different ones? Well, three of us agreed that Ty Gibbs would make it in. Who is the one of us who did not pick Ty Gibbs? Yeah. Yeah. Who? Which one of y'all? Oh, it was me. Uh-uh. <laughs> like I said earlier, bro. I mean, just based off of history, I think he will contend for wins. He won't get a win, but... I feel like there's one guy, and Eric knows who I'm talking about, there's one guy that'll beat him out for that final playoff spot. Well, we can talk about him in a moment, but I'm surprised. Yeah, Ty Gibbs, by the end of last season, looked pretty good. I think Joe Gibbs Racing and all of Toyota is is, is poised to have a pretty big year. They might start a little slow with that new car, but it didn't slow Denny Hamlin down at the clash. I guess it's mm-hmm. not really an aero-dependent track, but I, I think Ty Gibbs... I think Ty Gibbs will make a big step this year. I, I do think he'll make the playoffs, and I guess 75% of the panel agrees. Chat chat seems somewhat split, but I see they're already talking about uh, Eric Jones, who I think is who you're referring to, right, Jay? Yep, yep. And, and the reason I don't have Ty Gibbs in is because I put Eric Jones in there. So I, I also had Eric Jones in, but I know there were some of you guys disagree with that. Danny, yeah. you, what does he, you and me are together on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so me and Jarrett... As hard as I am on him at times, I did pick Alex Bowman to make the playoffs this year. As did I. But, but as we got, as we established last week, I didn't necessarily say Bowman would win to get in the playoffs. Yeah, good point. <laughs> now, um, me and Eric, we did not have him in, 
No, Correct. we had Eric. We both had Eric Jones in instead of Alex Bowman. So, and, yeah. and I and I think our um, our uh, thinking is um, is uh, the same. I don't know Bowman. Just depending on the year, he's very hit or miss. Like I know he was hurt last year. I know he was leading points before the injury and stuff. But you know, there's there's an old saying: it's not how you start; it's um, it's how you finish. And there's just so much that was just going wrong with him and that team. And I don't know. I just I think it. This will be one of those lame years for him, unfortunately. So I, I just think in the grand scheme, I trust a Hendrick Chevrolet more so than Legacy that is just still getting on its feet with Toyota. That's that's that's, that's the way I see it. That's very fair. I my thing is I trust Eric Jones surprisingly mm-hmm. a bit more than Alex Bowman. And I do Alex Bowman two years ago, one hundred percent healthy. Alex Bowman. Uh, should make the playoffs every year. Should probably win a race or two every year, mm-hmm. no doubt. He did it before. That's what he would be doing. But between the head injury at the end of 2022, the back injury early in 2023, like Alex Bowman has had like six weeks the past two years of actual healthiness, I guess. <laughs> He's because falling when apart. He re- when he returned from that back injury, he was not the same. And you no. know, you'd think maybe he would get better as the year went on. He didn't, at least not from a statistical standpoint. So until I see Bowman run like he did those first few weeks of 24, I can't really trust him. Like I know he's had a full off season, but the off season is short. Like you get back behind the wheel of these race cars for three, four hours a weekend, you know, there's some soreness creeps in, some bad habits creep in. I, you know, I think Bowman's if Bowman's healthy, he should make the playoffs, but I haven't seen Alex Bowman healthy in a year. So, you know, I like legacy. They've made a lot of positive changes and Eric Jones has proven he can win even in less than stellar equipment. See, God, I had to go get a water after I say this. Um, <clears throat> for me, I, I it, it pains I, him this much to say what he's about to say, guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I think Bowman is the recovery i think is the is the big x factor but i just i can't keep seeing hendrick guys be as consistently fast as as they normally are and and him not bounce back he had a lot of good chemistry uh with blake harris that first cup you know stint of the season uh led the points was easily gonna be top five in points uh going into that summer stretch had that not happen uh he's consistently even in his bad years making the playoffs with hendrick motorsports uh he's definitely the lowest pick i have like if if there's anyone else that i i I get confident about i'm kicking him out just because of the the mystery i just think there's too big a mystery on legacy right now Uh, i think that uh for me I, i think i've said it a million times at this point they're my wild card team like they're either gonna suck or they're gonna be way better than anyone who's not keeping an eye on them thinks they're gonna be because of the sponsorship, because of the Toyota move, because of the the moves they've made behind the scenes. Uh, so I Jones is like my seventeenth guy right now. Like I'm, oh, yeah. I was almost there. And see, Bowman mm-hmm. is probably my seventeenth guy right now. Uh, but I, I think it is the, these two are going to be close. Um, I just like I'm just really bullish on Toyota. I think Chevrolet has slightly slipped over the past two years. And I think now that both Ford and Toyota were given the opportunity to completely redesign their their bodies, I think Chevy not necessarily hasn't necessarily gotten any worse, but they're going to look like they're a little further behind. Maybe not at first, but by May, June, I, I, I don't remember the exact style off the top of my head, but go back to 2017, Toyota switched from the old Camry to the kind of the Camry that they just abandoned. 2017 was the first year of that. Um, oh, I don't remember the exact stat, but it was staggering. I think they won something like 
like as a manufacturer they won like 18 races that year they won like half the uh-huh. races that year but like 14 or 15 of those wins came in the second half of the year. It was something ridiculous mm. where they just absolutely dominated the series from like July through November and Truex won the championship. So, you know, that may not happen this time around because the next gen is so much closer across teams and manufacturers. But like last time Toyota switched Camrys, took them about three, four months, and then Toyota was absolutely terrifying and a non-Joe Gibbs racing team won the title. So that's yeah. why I feel big, good about Legacy Motor Club. And hell yes, I'm biased. Matt Kenseth is on their payroll. You better believe I'm <laughs> they have a club car to make the playoffs. They've hired a lot of personnel, man. I mean, like I already knew Johnson was coming on, you know, last year and stuff, but um, they've really gotten to work over the offseason. I'm liking yep. them. By the way, well, uh, quick update on that meme. When I went out to get that water, I'm about to drink right now. Um, I saw a wrist and I just went, hey, an old meme came out. Just like, what? And I go, yeah, Squidward. She's like, shut the up. <laughs> Save it for our next show on Valentine's Day. She'll love it. There you oh, go. Yes, absolutely. There you go. Uh, I do want to just say Noah Coleman in the chat said, LOL, we all agree. No SHR cars in the playoffs. That is not necessarily true. Darian, you you didn't pick Ty Gibbs. You did pick Eric Jones, but who was your last guy to make it in? Yes, and I will proudly, I will say it with pride. The 16th and final playoff spot goes to the best SHR driver at the moment. Noah Gretton. No, no, no. Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. <laughs> Chase Briscoe. Chase Briscoe. Yeah, relax, relax. And my logic is this. It's the NASCAR playoffs. We all, we all know how chaotic it can be. We all... Um, uh, we all know that there's usually um, two, maybe three drivers who shouldn't be there. And I feel like this year it'll be Chase Briscoe. Oh, you, um, you set this up. You set this up. Oh, the best driver at Stuart Haas, blah, blah. Oh, but he, he's one of those drivers that probably shouldn't actually be there. Well, that's, a, that's not a knock against his <laughs> driving talent. It's a knock against the team. That's true. That's yeah. fair. That's, wow, yeah, that's yeah. bold. That's fair. Hey, you've you got a Stuart what? Haas guy making it. How about that? Yeah. You know what? You are stepping up and unlike Tony Stewart, taking accountability for your leadership decisions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I want to go down the list. So Darian says Briscoe. Uh-huh. I'm pointing the wrong way. But Darian's up here. Darian says Briscoe. Um, Jarrett, if a, if a Stuart Haas guy makes it, who's it going to be? Probably Briscoe. Probably. Danny, do you, do you disagree? Yeah, it'd probably be Briscoe, but I would uh, I wouldn't be surprised the right scenario a Barry or Pre somehow stole one. Yeah, yeah, I talked about this last week on the show, but the Barry Rodney Childers pairing could be dynamic and very dynamic. But actually, I I like Briscoe a lot. I, something about Ryan Priest, man. I, I there's something there. I feel like yeah, two years ago when they announced it, I was like, there's a spark there. That's exciting. And then the year didn't really go according to plan, but. Still, in the back of my mind, I just think Ryan Priest is capable of something great when you least expect. Like, it. just just make it click at New Hampshire or something like yeah, that. that that's what's good. Like, 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 yeah. like, okay, what did you do with Eric Almirola? Now take that and transfer it to a guy who, <laughs> who knows how to you know do good at this track too. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I like how we all are listing off these SHR guys we think will do good, and no one's going to talk about <laughs> Noah Gregson and his test car. And, and you know, you know, I even said I mean, this on the uh, on the stream. It, it, it is a test car for a reason, I guess. So I mean, like the scheme wasn't that bad when it was on track. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna knock it as much. I you know it, it still looked bad. It really? Had, well, it, it had a pattern to it. It just didn't. Uh, it didn't do what it needed to do. I don't okay, know. I like the pattern. Then all right, fine. Fair enough. Yeah, it, it was fine. I, I yeah. but it was not. It wasn't. It still was a test car. For a still a test way. car. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, how, who who you guys think will make it of the guys we didn't pick? Yeah, so we left off, like, for example, we left off Sindrick. Nobody has Austin Dillon, who makes the playoffs more times than not. Mm -hmm. Josh Berry, we didn't have him in. Corey LaJoy, um, Harrison Burton, Pemrick, uh, you know, go on down the list. McDowell, Stenhouse, none of us picked those guys. Um, Josevar, Daniel Suarez on the hot seat. Yeah, I don't know. Of those of those guys that I didn't pick, at least, I would say Bowman probably has the best shot. But of all these other drivers, I don't know. I I I'd like to say McDowell, but with only three road courses in the regular season and Indianapolis road course being taken mm -hmm. off, I, I don't feel as confident. Um, I might lean Daniel Suarez just because I know how much pressure is on him this year. And he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who necessarily crumbles under pressure. He may not rise to the occasion every time, but he's not going to like crumble or shrink, you know? So I, I, I like Suarez as, as potentially, you know, scoring some big points at a road course or, or somewhere else. Suarez, I believe just like last year, because he is this way at Atlanta and a couple other times, he will be in contention to win a race. It's just a question of if he can capitalize to win that race. See, I feel like based off of the equipment, I should just say Cindric, but he has been so off the mark, man, that I just don't trust him at all. Like, um, so I would rather go with Stenhouse at a super speedway. Honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, there, bad. there are four super speedways still. I'm counting yep. Atlanta. Uh, I'll go McDowell because there are the road <laughs> courses. There are the yeah. super speedways. The team is faster at other tracks too. Um, I mean, they could potentially, if there's not as many winners point their way in. Yeah. What about a Corey LaJoy who might have the best car he's ever had and he'll have more teammates than he's ever had. You see, I, I don't know. It's gateway. Exactly. And, and, and yeah, exactly. And I don't know, like Spire. Yeah, I get there. Um, I get there being hyped up. I get, you know, it's a, um, it's an, um, a new era for that team. But these things take time. I'm not expecting, a, you know, um, a bunch of home runs. So it's going to take some time. So I'm I'm going to say he misses. Stuff. I, 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 I think Josevar is the top guy. Uh, uh, I, think, Spire ones. I think I think he I think Josevar could be the one to show the most out of the equipment he's in of these drivers that we don't have getting in i think yeah we talked about suarez but honestly i'm looking at Namacek. i think he's got a good chance to mm -hmm. contend for some race wins this year he does if, if i think if legacy hits on it as as much as i think they will i, I think he absolutely will be in the mix probably almost as many times he, as Jones. I know. He, he's shown in these last two series he's been in you get him in good equipment you know watch out now, um, I guess one final one I'll bring up, or you know, the final two I'll bring up. Um, Justin Haley's very intriguing because of that whole you know new um, deal with Ricard Racing. Now, Austin Dillon, I feel like is an automatic no for me. Just like no, not even like a one percent chance to be honest with you. Now he's going to win a Daytona Five Hundred. Now, yeah, <laughs> I would not be. I, I don't think he'll make it, but I would not be that confident. He makes it more than he misses it, and he finds a way. Whether it's a restart at yeah. Texas, a fuel mileage race at Charlotte, See, or wait, the, yeah. the Daytona race he won wasn't that the one where the rain wiped out half the field? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He won yeah. that race. So like, I, I get he, he, I, you know, I get he has made the playoffs a bunch of times before, but then when he gets there, he never does anything and then it's usually off okay. with just like one win so after this week i'm not picking his ass again yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah 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 oh yeah the Dude, he, he was pissed yeah because yeah. he was hyping it up he's like hey look how he did get him out of like, three yeah, yeah. Like, 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 like last week jared was like 29 whatever the hell you gotta do get him out of the three <laughs> last week jared thought he was like 
you know, uh, the, the 49ers getting Brock Purdy, and now he's like, I hate it. No, yeah. instead we got Jaron Hall. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, but those are our playoff predictions. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're going to bump up one more segment, and it's time for Darian. You can introduce these things now. Hang on. Oh, yes. It's time for the prediction segment oh. on the NASCAR. We Oh, the um, <laughs> Christ, Darren. Take it. Take two. Take two. No, no, no. Come on. I'm, I'm taking it over now. Oh, it is God. time because until you unlocked it, random driver of the week. Woo. Oh, bumping. Okay. Now I see it. That Sorry. was my mystery sound effect. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, by the way, is anyone guessed who the driver is I use as a silhouette? No. Oh, you know, that's a great I thought that's who you were picking every week. That looks like that looks like Kaz Grala. I'm just it's gonna not. say it. <laughs> um I'm gonna guess it's Todd Gilland. No. Tyler Reddick. No. Mm. Okay, mm. give us this already a cup driver. Part time. Ooh. Oh, okay. Kaz Grala. That <laughs> 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 wasn't it. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh Anthony Alfredo. I don't see count. Think a little better. <laughs> a little better. Uh, okay, okay. When you when you finally know who it is, you're gonna understand. It's right. Uh, Kyle Busch. Well, he's not part time. What am I doing? <laughs> Kyle Busch. He ain't part time. JJ uh, Yelly. AJ Allmendinger. What? AJ Allmendinger. Jimmy Johnson. Oh, that's oh. Jimmy. Yeah, that's, that's Jimmy. Jimmy. That didn't look anything like Jimmy. He yeah. got a haircut or something. Yeah, yeah. it was a. Uh, well, honestly, honestly, I thought it was Trevor Bain when I first. Are you saw sure it. he's better than Anthony Alfredo? <laughs> <laughs> well, not now, but. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> All right, let's get to the actual random driver of the week. All right. So last week, it. Darian was the one who guessed right. He got yes. Shane Huffman. Yes. All right. Let's start it out here. You got three guesses. Is this week's har- more obscure or less obscure than last week's? Less obscure. Oh, oh I have a chance. So you get Here. three guesses a piece. If you get them wrong, uh, all wrong, then I win. Okay. okay. All right. So this we have to hide. We have to hide the chat, right? Yes. Hide the chat. Oh, oh honesty, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Honesty Let's... policy here, guys. All right. So. All right. Hit the chat. I, I just I just lowered my tab. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into it here. Uh, this random driver currently lives in Miami Beach, Florida, via his LinkedIn account. Hmm. Uh, this random driver uh, is a guest speaker and mentor with the Boys and Girls Club. Uh, oh, th- this random driver was briefly, and I mean very briefly. An analyst for NBC Sports NASCAR coverage. By the way, I have 22 uh, clues, so if you uh, get it early, we... I'm not reading them all. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll take one guess right now. Um, no, actually, never mind. I'm back up. Are you allowed? Is it? <laughs> are we allowed to ask? Is it recent NBC coverage or <laughs> define recent? Since they're since 2015 or whenever they got. They, yes. they're, oh man, I should this. You know, I'll, I'll take one. Uh, Parker Kligerman? Nope. Man. No, I was thinking Kligerman. That, that was what I was thinking. So right. thank you for All taking right. one for the team, Darian. Yep, minus one. <laughs> this random driver has only made starts in Cup and Xfinity, never a truck start. Oh, I should have waited. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one would have got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
All right. Hmm. This JJ Yaley. No, I don't know. All right. Well, there's one. I got two to burn. Yeah. (laughs) This random driver won his one and only ARCA start with a win at Sonoma. Oh, that's this hat. Oh, come on. AJ Allmendinger. Nope. Oh, that's a good guess, actually. Oh, um, uh, dang it. Oh, this is killing me, dude. Man. This random driver was sponsored by Tax Act in his final NASCAR start. I only remember Danica. Say it again. What did you say? I guess Myatt Snyder. No. Uh, You got one more now. His dad works at NBC. Yeah, yeah. I I only remember them with Danica. Dang it. Mm. Damn. All right. Uh... This random driver also crashed out of his last start. Are you sure it's not my tonight? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. You sure you, you sure it's not Danica? Danica is not a man. <laughs> oh, well, we established that. Okay. <laughs> this random driver only has three NASCAR Xfinity series. Oh, I'm not getting this. This random driver has a family member who is much more well-known in pop culture. Especially in recent months. Is it Trevor um, Bain? No. So you're all at two, right? I think so. Yeah, we, I think yeah. we all have one guess left. Yeah, no, I have two. No, no, you got, you got th- okay, so Eric's at one. The rest of y'all at two. Yes. Oh, yeah. damn it. I shouldn't have made that stupid... This and random really, yes. driver has won a NASCAR championship. What? Who the? Who is this? Oh my god! Oh, so uh, not a cup championship, just maybe, or maybe it is a cup championship. It could be, it, it could could be, be cup or Xfinity. Could be either. I who was on NBC? All right. How many, how many questions are we up to now? Um, has the chat gotten it yet? We can't look, but has the chat? Look. Some they, have. Uh, they we're, have we're to. We're going into our 11th question. All right. This random driver made his first Xfinity start at the age of 17. 17. It's got to be. It's a young guy. He's from Miami. Who, who won only three times but had a championship? That's a good, yeah. Damn, this, is, this is a good one, Jared. This is a fucking good one. Can I go to the next one? Yeah. <laughs> this random driver has driven Chevrolets, Dodges, and Toyotas in his career in both Cup and Xfinity. He's driven them in, in at least one of them. Okay, this one is crazy to me. All right. Didn't okay. believe it till I saw it. This random driver has 78 career top 10s in both his Xfinity and and cup careers. I have a driver in mind, but I don't remember him winning a championship at this point. This random driver's highest NASCAR points finish in the cup series was 12th. It was also the only time he qualified for the playoffs. These are like recent, man. This random driver also only has three career cup wins, all of which 
or with different teams. Okay, I might regret wasting my last guess, but is it Elliot Sadler? No, it is not. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe Nemechek? No, it is not. So how many do you guys have left? One more. I have one. I'm, 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 I'm out. I'm out. All oh, right. Man. This How random the- driver's first cup win was one of the most controversial in NASCAR history. Something I can look at the chat again. Oh. Controversial. Three wins. <sighs> man. No, it's not him. Damn. <sighs> Three wins. This random driver is a NASCAR Xfinity Series champion. And he has been sponsored by, but not all of which are his, uh, not every sponsor of his, but he has been sponsored by Bass Pro Shops, FedEx, an errand. I'm surprised y'all didn't get it off that one. Um, I'm brain dead because I got one more. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, there's so many clues now that I get a name and I'm like, oh, he takes this box and this and box, then, yeah, oh, but not this. And I'm box. like, hey, <laughs> I'm over here. Damn. Um, three minutes. Bass Pro Aaron, that feels like such a dead giveaway. This random driver was handpicked to be the cornerstone of the then future plans of a top NASCAR Cup organization after winning his Xfinity title. It's got to be a bust, right? Well, no, it can't be a bust. You got 78 top five. Tyler won three Cup races, and it had to have been recent, but Jared said playoffs. So that has to have been in the last, you know, eight years I didn't, or I didn't so. Specify playoff. They call oh, all it could the have playoffs been now. Yeah, they they call the old Chase playoffs now. Oh, I thought he said Xfinity. Oh, yeah. I thought he said Xfinity playoffs. No, Maybe I'm cup, mis- cup. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh, ne- never mind. Bronze it even more. You you said three cup wins earlier, correct? Yeah. In different teams. Oh, this is killing me, man. Yeah. I, my, so I'm gonna say the name that popped in my head. Although, how many cup? I'm gonna say Brian Vickers. You got it. Oh, well, there was something in there that made me think there's no way it's him. Why? So, what was it in there? That... Oh, so, so right. you're you're probably thinking the Bass Pro Shops, but what that actually is is when he subbed in. Oh, I didn't, my I didn't think about that. No, there's something early on. Like I don't remember him being Family with NBC for. Oh, you His know what? Life. I that yeah, oh. that had me completely thrown off. Yeah, that, that had me completely thrown off. But more it was the I don't remember yeah. him being with NBC and it was very brief. He he was yeah. on like their little um NASCAR, NASCAR Today shows America. or whatever. Yeah, oh, America. Yeah. Some Xfinity race coverage. So the other that it, hmm. his his time with NBC was brief for the obvious reasons. Now that, that you yeah. I'm so I I'm afraid to look back at the chat. They were probably crap yeah, so me. hard. They were. I was oh, yeah, my God. That's so, nuts. The, the, the other Clues would have been that he had driven for Gibbs, Hendrick, Stuart Haas, and Red Bull, and MWR. Mm -hmm. And after that, it would have been his three cup wins came at Talladega, Michigan, New Hampshire. And then the other one would be he was the only driver to qualify for the chase (laughs) for Red Bull. When when you said Aaron's, I was like, how did that not give it away? Because he's 
He's well, one of the I few think, drivers actually got them a win. So yeah. that's what it was. Was yeah. I was thinking he made the Xfinity playoffs. So I was thinking it had to be a much younger guy. Yeah, and then when yeah. you when you when you re- clarify that it was like, oh no, he made the Cup playoffs. Like Chase, I'm like, oh, that opens it back yeah. up. That's when I was like, okay, I'll so, bring my Vickers. So that 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 year he was 12th was when 12th was last in the chase, but that was the 09 season, right? Yeah, with yes. Red Bull. Yep, with Red Bull. That's right. And Chrome Diesel in the chat says, Darian, you covered a video about the, his forgotten 2003 Bush Championship. I know. I know. I feel even worse. <laughs> yeah, the controversial win. I immediately thought of two things. I was trying to think of the, uh, what was that win? I was trying to think of uh, the, the race where they said, uh, um, I think Regan Smith won. They said Brennan Poole went below the double yeah, yellow line yeah. or whatever. And then I was trying to think. And then I did think of Vickers and the, you know, wrecking Jr. and Jimmy and all them. But See, I, 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 I was so, I just thought he was too old. I, I would. Yeah. But, so Vickers uh, went at Michigan in 09. Jarrett and I should remember this one very good because Jr. Was on the run, he was on the run mm-hmm. from Hades because he was the only he had the freshest mm-hmm. gas, freshest tires, but they just ran out before he could get to the lead. Yeah, he was coming, man. But, oh, that was great. What's crazy is it took us two minutes to get Stanton Bear. Oh no, who was it? Who was it last week? Shane Huffman. <laughs> Shane Huffman. Not yeah. Stanton Bear. Shane Huffman, <laughs> and it took us you know an hour to get Brian freaking. Well, I'm, I'm learning. It's how I say the clues. Yeah, extend it like so. You got to think of like little technicalities, but yeah. all right. So me and Eric are tied. We're tied. I don't. I deserve half a point for that at best. <laughs> <laughs> you got it right, but you got it right. That was, all right. That well, was are we out of show? Like, do we have time for the last few segments? <laughs> I think we only have one segment left, right? Yes. Okay. Let's do now, the race this weekend. All right. Yeah. Now it's the actual prediction segment. Sorry about that, but <laughs> yeah, the accountability session actually. So. Yeah, so Jared, you're going to be keeping us all accountable this year. All right, mm-hmm. so just a refresher for anyone. Uh, the In the prediction segment, we will each, as each host, be making three motorsports or NASCAR or show-related predictions. Uh, we're going to keep track every week of our right and wrong predictions in the accountability session. Try to keep the, uh, the predictions quantifiable, concise, and... Generally, if it's far in the future, keep it two to three years for now, uh, just so we can keep track. As for <laughs> accountability, uh, it was um, by by technicality, uh, since Eric and Danny didn't have anything come off the board, I'm technically the leader because I only got one wrong. I said, <laughs> I said okay. the winner of the clash would lead 70 or more laps. Denny Hamlin led 58. Ah, uh, I think Ty uh, Gibbs led 70 laps. He so. led like 80 something yeah so you could have gotten it right there but Mm -hmm. so i was wrong on that one darian said chase briscoe would battle for the win of the 24 clash in the final Mm, yeah yeah and i couldn't see him where was he where'd he go where'd he go someone said one of my predictions has already aged poorly which one which one which one which one i'll figure out which one that is it ain't wrong yet uh and then carson hosevar yeah. Will wreck someone in the clash and then get cussed out by a driver over the radio after it. That did not happen. And so yeah. here are your standings at the moment. It's just a giant zero fest. Zero. So, <laughs> got to get on the board this week, Danny. Come on. We got this. Yeah. Uh, I know. Damn. So, uh, yeah. I, I'm confused which one of mine aged poorly. Alex Bowman goes winless. Kyle Busch regresses but still wins one race. It's SHR goes winless. Like how? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I got some good ones for this week. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Same. 
Let's uh, let's get to it. How, how are we gonna do that? We're just gonna do the order of um, of the pick points, or how how do we do that? Yeah, let's let's just let's just do that. Sure. We'll, we'll go up to pick standings, which means that I go first. So <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. Ah. All right, what you got? Uh, uh, I wasn't really ready, but let's let's do this. <laughs> um, I'm gonna make a prediction. That we on this show will get a driver to make some kind of appearance on the show before the Coke Six Hundred. Okay. Okay. That's a challenge. Okay. I'm cool with that. Not a little challenge. Yeah. I don't know. I'm cool with that. All right. Next would be Eric. Uh, this is a bold one. I'm excited about this one. I think BJ McLeod will qualify for the Daytona Five Hundred. Ooh. I think some mm-hmm. one of those fast cars crashes out, and BJ will make it the way uh, the fifty car snuck in last year. Darian's next. Um, so I guess I'll um, continue with my uh, Ty Gibbs opinions here. Um, I I think Ty Gibbs gets four runner up finishes in twenty twenty three in the Cup Series. So, uh I'm gonna go a little uh borderline here i think at least one driver in the cup series will trend on twitter before november for some social or political reason because it's an election year yeah yeah good ones crossed let's hope not i hope not i hope i am wrong but but you know the last (laughs) election cycles and i I, we went two for two. yeah can we go three for dip (laughs) All right, Danny, you're up with uh, round two. I'm actually going to go on a very similar note to what Jarrett oh, just said. Did I say 23? I meant 24. If I said 23, my bad. Uh, okay. 24, 24, yeah. I'm going to go on a similar note to what Jarrett just said, and I'm going to say Matt the Benedetto does not make a start in the top three series in NASCAR this year. Ooh. Mm, dang. Okay. Not a single start. Oof. All right. Um, I'll go a little more positive, perhaps. Uh, Toyota, I believe, went winless at Super Speedways last year and maybe even the year before that. I think Toyota wins two or more Super Speedway races this year. They've got more numbers than they've had in the past. Mm. All right. So this is about one of the underdog teams, but um, um, one of the team owners certainly isn't um, a... uh, a um and an underdog uh floyd money mayweather yes that's right the money team will go full-time within two years all right <laughs> that's a wild one in light of this recent weekend i think at least one crown jewel so daytona 500 coke 600 brickyard 400 or southern 500 one of those four will be delayed by rain in 2024 now, uh, that just just write that in as a check. That's gonna happen. Like, <laughs> it, can be, it can literally be a five, ten, fifteen minute delay. It can be a day. It can be whatever. Hmm. What happens if they move the race up like they did the clash? That's not a delay. That's not a delay. Then. That's not a delay. Uh, so I would be wrong. It'd be a bad beat on my end. All right. So I'm gonna lead us off again in this third one, and I'm gonna say. There's a lot of unknowns about him right now, but I'm actually going to be bold and say Daniel Suarez will get a contract extension for 2025. 
Uh, Danny, man, I almost regret making this this uh, prediction now after the cockiness Danny opened the stream with. But Danny, I'll go to bat for you for a moment. My my final prediction is that Danny B will be leading the plip, the pick points by the end of the West Coast swing. <laughs> there you go. Ooh, nice. Okay. I guess I'll be right. leading this for a little while. For, real, yes. for the next month. <laughs> acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Um, okay. I'm going to say for my third and final prediction, um, by the halfway point, by the halfway point, I'm going to say that we have two SHR cars, two contending for a playoff spot. That's right. At the halfway point. How, how is, are they like, so, the so, 16, so, or? so they're just, so, um, they're barely on the outside looking in by the halfway so like, point, like 20th or higher. I would say 17th to 19th. So let's just say 19th or better. 19th or yeah, better. Yeah, basically, yeah, 19th <laughs> yeah. or better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go positive. I think the last two I did were pretty negative. So I'm going to say this, and fans will rejoice if this happens. Carl Edwards will be spotted at at least one NASCAR weekend, whether he is part of a ceremony or anything like that or not. He'll be at least one in 2024. He was a couple last year, wasn't he? That's pretty fair. Yeah, he was a two, yeah. and we were both there. We were at. You National should go real Carl. bold. You should go real bold, Jarrett. Carl Edwards will wear a fire suit publicly twenty twenty four. Oh, dude! I was like, off the record, I think it's Iowa. That that would be my choice. Ooh, yeah, I'm not saying he's gonna race. Record. I'm I'm not saying he's gonna race. I'm just saying maybe for a promotional thing, whatever. He's gonna be seen wearing uh, a fire suit. He is driving the pace car. He would be he would be trolling I'll if he say, did that. I'm saying <laughs> Iowa off the record. It's not part of the prediction because oh they he was part of the most famous finish there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's the house, yeah. If they're gonna have anything historic to bring to NASCAR fans, that would be it. They should recreate the finish yeah, before the race. They're, they're <laughs> going to have Ricky Stenhouse blow his motor, and yeah. Carl Edwards going to hop in a car. Recreate it. Yeah. Redo it. Have everyone share the same as well. Yeah, he did it again. If I Stenhouse won again. <laughs> back then, that Ricky Stenhouse Jr. would have more Daytona 500s than Carl Edwards, you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> For sure. Uh, wow. That, that, but yeah, that, that about covers that. Yeah, I'm like these new segments. I'm loving them. I hope the chat loves them. No, we'll See be on Eric's. Week. Yep, well, Eric's channel. Br- next br- week. Bring, bring your boo thing. We're gonna have Valentine's Day on Eric's channel. Heck yeah! Yes, sir. Directly yes, sir. after Daytona qualifying. Yes. yes. So yes, the time correct. is fluid, but it'll be directly after qualifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just move it back an hour. That'd be great. But yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Goodbye. And we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye. Thanks for showing up to Danny B. Talks. Goodbye. So long. Farewell to you and me. Stop your engine! Thank you.